All right, guys. So um, in case you didn't hear, Kristaps Porzingis was traded today from the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks and a huge deal. Um, so we thought that was a good idea to do an emergency podcast. So welcome to yet another emergency podcast of the 48 Minutes Network. Uh, Tim Daniel here with Sean Mackey. We are going to be talking with our pal Doyle Raider of Maz Moneyball. Doyle was our guest in the summer for our Dallas Mavericks season preview. So he came on and talked about his immediate reaction to the Kristaps Porzingis trade, how fast it moved, and everything that goes into it. So without further ado, guys, enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but can't handle what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family is running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. All right, so it is Thursday night here, and about nine o'clock my time. I know Doyle's here for uh, it's about eight o'clock his time. And um, when I woke up this morning, the last thing I thought I would see is Kristaps Porzingis as a Dallas Maverick. But Doyle, Kristaps Porzingis is a Dallas Maverick. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of mind blowing. I didn't think that you know, yeah, same thing. I didn't think waking up today that the Mavericks would be doing anything. Anywhere near on par with this, I was just kind of looking forward to their game tonight against the Pistons. That was about it. Was planning for a, a nice, quiet night at home. Was going to make some falafel, you know, just hang out. But no, no. Uh, Donnie Nelson and Mark Cuban had other plans for me, and so I've been <laughs> spending most of my afternoon and evening freaking out and trying to absorb all of this. So you'll you'll find this funny, and and Sean can vouch for me here. So. Sean texts me about 2 o'clock this afternoon when the news comes out and is mm-hmm. like, so Porzingis demanded a trade. And the first thing I said with any teams was, how crazy would it be if they talked to Dallas or Dennis Smith Jr.? And sure enough, I mean, I I like had like my, my NBA like psychicness going on right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the trade overall, I mean, it's a there's a lot of pieces. Um, you guys, yes. you know, the Mavericks not only getting Chris Stops, which is humongous, you get Tim Hardaway Jr., you get Trey Burke, who I like a lot, and you get mm-hmm. Courtney Lee, who a lot of people thought might be a buyout guy, but he's actually like talking like he's going to be part of the team. And that was a guy a lot of playoff teams had their eyes on if he was bought out. So the piece is coming in. What are your thoughts on it? Well, it's funny that you mentioned uh, you know, Kristaps wanting the buyout and you thinking the Knicks uh, for Dennis Smith because that was like a kind of rumor a few weeks ago when Dennis had like left the team and like was wanting to get out. Uh, I saw some people from New York saying that the Mavericks and the Knicks had like spoken on the phone, but everyone was kind of blowing it off. But lo and behold, that's that, that's his destination, not Phoenix or Orlando. But yeah, I like the pieces they got with Kristaps. Obviously, I think there are a lot of questions that come with uh, Porzingis, just because he's still out with uh, that ACL tear in his knee, and he was expected to get evaluated next month uh or february which is i guess technically tomorrow or first or when everyone is listening to this frankly it'll be that day so yeah (laughs) and uh so i don't know what the schedule is now that he's on the mavericks for that reevaluation i know he's said in like some interviews that he's feeling good but you know that's that's still a tough thing but yeah uh i mean tim hardaway i think the hardest thing to swallow with him 
other than his need to like just be ball dominant, which he can't necessarily be with Luca next to him, but I think they'll be able to work. Uh, it's just his his contract going forward. He's he's on the books for another couple seasons, and it's and he's not cheap. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I like Courtney Lee a lot because when I was in college, he played in the Sun Belt uh, yep. against my school. Both schools have uh, moved on to Conference USA now. But so I got to see him. He was a good player. Uh, he, he wrecked uh, my Mean Green Eagles a few times. So him and the Hilltoppers were, were the team to beat back then. So I've always kind of been a fan of Courtney Lee, and I'm, I've always been happy to see him making the league. And Trey Burke's an interesting one. Because there's still, I think, a lot of potential there. Yeah. And still super cheap. And for now, I mean, we have no idea what his role is going to look like. But that's that could potentially be something. If you can keep him on a, you know, a minimal, like, minimum contract going forward. And if he can give you valuable time off the bench, I think that's great. I mean, overall, I think the trade is a win for the Mavericks. And... It's potentially a you know a huge boon for the Knicks too, just given how much space they're clearing up this summer. But hey, if Porzingis and Luca can uh, can be what I think everyone wants them to be, everyone thinks they can be that. That's gonna be a fun team to watch. So, um, going back to the Knicks, so. <laughs> I didn't expect this trade at all to happen today, just like anyone else. I mean, it, it just kind of totally came out of nowhere. But, um, you know, I was so surprised to, to get the tweet and, and, and see that, you know, he had pretty much demanded a trade. And on top of that, uh, you know, like you know, 10 minutes later, they, they just went ahead and traded him. I mean, it was it was incredible, like how how quickly this whole thing escalated. When do you think they actually like had this conversation with him? I mean, it just seems like, you know, within 10 minutes, the news was out and then he was gone. I think it's been in the works for a while now. And I saw I can't remember who it was like Woj or somebody like that saying that they've been talking for a while. And then Porzingis, just before uh, we we came on uh, the podcast here, tweeted out uh, the gif of him and Luca like giving, giving each other handshakes and smiling, <laughs> and he did like the two eyes emojis and like a winky face next to it. So they knew. I mean, this has clearly been in the works for a little bit, and that's the thing about the Mavericks, though, that a lot of people don't realize they keep things hush hush until it just blows up like they're really tight-lipped they're not like you know the celtics or lakers throwing their name out into every trade scenario possible so um another thing i kind of wanted to touch on um obviously uh you guys you lost a few players um today uh deandre jordan being uh one of the bigger assets from you know this last season, you know, to acquire uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who was kind of not really fitting with Luca as well as they would have liked, and and Wesley Matthews. Um, so all those guys go out, and there's talk that they're going to be bought out um, as soon as they get to New York. Um, which to me, I, I, I understand, you know, the Knicks trying to clear cap space, but if this, you know, as an outsider looking in at the Knicks. 
does this look like a complete boneheaded move? Because they could totally just swing and, and whiff again, and they've done this so many times, just like in the last, you know, decade. I mean, <clears throat> I guess, honestly, we're going to have to wait and see. But right now, I mean, it's totally just, <clears throat> excuse me, a move to clear up cap space because Jordan's just on a one-year deal. This is the end of Matthews' uh, deal. I mean, I think they'll keep Smith. I think that they want to have every point guard known to man on that team right now. I mean, well, they, got, they got rid of one. They got rid of one. Okay, yeah, but I mean, now so he's there with Moutier, and he's there with uh, Frank as well. Like, I mean, heck, the Knicks, <laughs> You're right. the Knicks passed up Dennis Smith to get Frank, and now they have both of them. So <laughs> it is funny when you kind of look back at that because I, I totally forgot that ended up happening. Oh but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just I mean, it's just to me, it, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I don't know either. The I, I feel like either the Knicks have you know really good intel that Kevin Durant is coming, or they have no idea what they're doing. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah, I mean, and for years, the Mavericks would just clear cap space to try and get a big-name free agent, but, you know, Dallas doesn't have the same allure as, like, you know, New York or L.A. or Miami. But maybe the Knicks are going to swing? I mean, Anthony Davis wants out, and you never know. They could pull some kind of crazy deal there, but because they could sign two max, you know, star players now. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking is. I mean, other than just clearing cap space. So, yeah, I, I, I fully expect Jordan and Matthews to be waived just because, you know, the Knicks are one of the worst teams in the league right now. No way those two guys really want to be there because I – mean, Andre Jordan's a goofball in the locker room. He's he's a nice enough guy, but on the court, he just, he just didn't seem like he was really all into it this season. And Matthews will give his all, but I don't know how much all he has left, but he can still help a playoff team for sure. And I think Jordan definitely, I mean, a rebounding center, who doesn't want that going into the playoffs? So I think those guys have a lot of value there. I mean, I don't know if they get bought out or maybe New York works some kind of deal for him but we'll have to see what happens but yeah i don't think those guys end up in new york at the end of the season at all so on the porzingis side of things i know obviously we know he's out for a little bit with the injury still um you know we don't know what the timetable is like you said but is this going to be kind of something you see with him where maybe carlisle kind of uses him when he is back on the court very similar to how he used dirk uh, I guess it really depends on, like, you mean Dirk this year or, like, Dirk oh, in the de- no, we're, we're talking, like, you know, Dirk that was, like, NBA Finals MVP All-Star Game Dirk. Oh, okay. Uh, th- actually, that'll be interesting to see because right now the Mavericks really don't have a center. So, True, yeah. Uh, and Dirk was super effective when he had a good, like, rim-rolling defensive center. I don't know. And, you know, Porzingis himself is, you know, younger, basically, Dirk. He has an outside shot. He can move like that. Well, we'll have to see how he moves after returning from injury. But there's a potential he does use him like that. It just really, I think, matters on the pieces. And the NBA has changed in terms of its offensive style. So 
I don't know. Maybe we'll see Porzingis out shooting through. Well, Dirk shoots threes, but we'll have to see. I don't really know, but that is definitely a possibility. I mean, putting him at the elbow and just draining shots, I think Porzingis is better used at the rim and, you know, at the three-point line hitting shots. But, yeah, I mean, the Dirk model is there. I mean, the guy has the moves. The guy looks up to Dirk. Like, you know, he's like his favorite player in the league. So... They've worked out together before, I think in the Africa game a couple years ago. And, yeah, I mean, everyone's got to have the Dirk fade in their repertoire now. So why not, you know? But it, I guess it really just depends on the pieces they get this summer, too. How do you see Luca and Kristaps? I mean, we know the talent levels are going to be there, and it looks like, by all means, it looks like it's going to be like marvelous mashing. Um, how, how do you see them working together? What do you see the strengths being for those two as a tandem? I see pick and roll magic, and yes. the league will not be able to uh, handle it, and it will be glorious, and I will love <laughs> it. Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think the possibilities right now are somewhat limitless. I mean, but the pick and roll between those two, I mean, just just think of it. Think of that beauty. Yes. It's... Uh, I like I it's too much almost. It's just too much. But like they're just gonna run the two man game over everyone. Like Porzingis is what, seven three or something? Yeah. Or seven one. Like you can't stop him rolling. Like he's just gonna get live on the free throw line if people like try and stop him. And then Luca is Luca. He's doing all this insane stuff already and he's nineteen. And Porzingis is only twenty three. Like this is insane. Like if they can convince Porzingis to stay, like this is like these are foundation pieces for this team going forward. And ugh, I Carlisle's a Carlisle like we like to call him like a wizard or a warlock or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's both. He, yeah. He he'll 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 create something that we're just you know, it'll just make Sports Center constantly, hopefully. So with that being said, you did mention it. Um, I don't know what reports have been yet. Um, I think someone said that like Porzingis plans to let the team know what his status on his RFA. Um, do you expect if you if you had to guess, would you expect to see that Kristaps uh, will retain will stay with Dallas? Uh, I mean, he's buddies with Luca. He loves Dirk. I mean, and the thing is, if he wants to take his qualifying offer, which is about four point four four point five million. He's going to end up leaving $23 million on the table. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a lot of money. Like, he could potentially be making about $27.3, $27.4 million, like, next season if he if Dallas offers him a max contract and he signs. Uh, I get his thinking that right now he doesn't want to be too committal. I mean, I totally understand that, but... I mean, come on. You get to play with Luca for like four years or something. And do you really want to like go the Nerlens Noel route and not take the money? Like, it just seems smart. Like, well, doesn't seem he, smart to me. And he and he's coming off an injury too. So. Exactly. And so like get your money. Cause you either get it now or if you come back a little dinged up and not the same player, no one's gonna pay you anymore. That's right. Like yeah, so I I mean honestly I don't know what what's going on in his head, but you know, that's that 
That's a lot of money to just leave out there. Yeah, the and, logic says. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think the Mavs are a pretty good run organization. I've been around them for, you know, several years now. And they treat their players right. I mean, they'll they'll deal you. <laughs> but for the most part, if, if you're one of their guys, you're one of their guys. And they'll take care of you. Like, like if... Dirk retires after the season. He's going to be like the highest paid shooting coach in league history <laughs> next year. Like, so, I mean, there's a lot for him to think about coming here, but I mean, I understand him weighing his options right now, but <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he just decides to stay. It, it wouldn't shock me one bit. I think I'd be more surprised if he was like, nope, okay, one season, I'm done. Yeah, I'm with you I- there. I, I don't know where Porzingis, you know, would go if he doesn't, you know, stick with this team. I mean, it's such a great situation being with, you know, a guy that, you know, he's somewhat buddies with and, uh, you know, uh, kind of a young and upcoming team. I mean, this is a really good situation. The best European team in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that was that was like a that was like an extra gimme right there. Oh, yeah, and, like, I don't think he's with Clutch Sports, so he's not going to be going to the Lakers anytime soon. (laughs) Buzzing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good situation. Like, the Mavs can build around him and Luka, and that just works out for everyone. Like, you know, heck, it'd help Harrison Barnes out a lot, too. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I, yeah, I was like, I totally forgot about the existence of Harrison Barnes. Like all I was, all I've been seeing is Luca. When I think, when I think Mavericks now, like he is, he's the big show there. And like I'm like, oh my god, you just mentioned that, and I'm like Harrison. Oh yeah, that's trust me. That I think that's the purpose for everyone to forget who else is on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Doyle. You know, um, when we had you on our show over the summer to do a team preview, um, your first thing you said to us was, I want to thank Trey Young for existing. Um, and obviously, <laughs> yeah. things have gone very well since then for uh, your your fantastic rookie who's had a rookie season compar- in comparison to LeBron James, where per 36 minutes has better numbers than LeBron James in some scenarios, which is psycho from his rookie year. Um can we at least get? I know that know the Porzingis is the big news, but what is Dallas' reactions to Luka Doncic? Is he like bigger than Ezekiel Elliott yet down there? Uh, no one's ever going to touch the Cowboys. That's just never going to happen. Like that, they are the big show in town. But I will say this: I am really offended that Luka is not an All Star. Like, are yes. you kidding me? Get out of here, Clay Thompson. Get all the way out, <laughs> please. Ugh, next year, just, next it's year it's going to happen. Well, I mean, we'll see if Anthony Davis is actually healthy by the time the game rolls around. You know how he's always out for you know ever. Uh, so, <laughs> so Luca might 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 be able to sneak in there, and I, I think he deserves it over some of the guys I saw. And like, I think everyone's kind of deserving, but eh, get out, Clay Thompson, go away. Uh, unless you want to come to the Mavericks, then by all means, come sign here this summer. You're like, we're, we're cool with that. We'll, we'll, we'll give you Tim Hardaway Jr. Exactly. Hey. I mean, I mean, he's he'll be fine. I mean, come on. His dad was a legacy down in Oakland, so, you know, this will work out. Yeah. But, uh, no, Luca has been, I don't know. I didn't think, I knew he was going to be good, 
but this good? Like, are you kidding me? Like, he put Paul George on skates and dropped him to the ground, and that's one of the best defenders in the league, and I will always remember that game. Like, I was just like, oh, gosh, you put him on all fours. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with James Harden and then beat James Harden on step-backs. Like, Music to my ears. Yeah, exactly. No one really likes Harden. But... <laughs> that's where you and Tim agree the most. <laughs> uh, it's just... He's crazy, and he's 19, and like, sure, he's still gonna make some mistakes, but and he's but he's gotten his turnovers lower as the seasons progressed, and he's had a triple double. He's had two triple doubles in the course of a, a week, like, and he could have had a third one earlier this season had he not just had it not the game not been a blowout. Like, he's crazy. Like the. He's a star. Like, he's already a star in the NBA. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone. I guess it it really was LeBron is the last player I saw that just popped in the league and ascended the ranks like that and just was immediately a star. Like, he he's so fun to watch. And the crazy thing is, with all his, like, swagger and bravado that he has on the court, he is the most soft-spoken person in the locker room. He, He just, and I don't, Maybe it's because he's still learning English. I mean, he speaks it pretty well, but not you know fluently yet. Maybe that's one of the reasons he's soft-spoken. I'm not sure, but he is just a quiet, nice kid in the locker room. And on the court, he's a completely different person. Like he's just like strumming his guitar and down the court, draining threes. He's he's just a joy to watch, man. Like I I never knew that you know, a rookie could like do this and he does it kind of in this weird slow motion because he isn't the fastest guy out there. My favorite thing about Luca is when I see like these pictures where people are like, Luca got a hold of my phone and he just takes a thousand pictures of himself. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh no. He's a goofball, man. He loves playing like, uh, Fortnite and, uh, Overwatch and stuff like that. I mean, he walks in with like custom shoes he loves uh, my buddy Jason Gallagher's Holly Lucas song, like the shoes yeah. he was wearing. Yeah. He, he was wearing uh, these uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man shoes in Square Garden last night. And it said Holly Luca on the, on the Marshmallow Man. I was like, this is insane. Like this kid, he's, he's, he's a classic, man. Like you can't, you can't beat this. He's very self-aware, very marketable. And I, I think he's like part of that new – Nike auto lace campaign for their their new sneakers they're coming out with. So I mean he he's got it all going for him right now. Well, what one other thing this trade is really going to help with is some nationally televised games. You guys got five games televised this year. So I mean, do you think a Christmas game is in your future? Yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean they like, they I mean the Knicks the Knicks ended up getting a couple Christmas games out of Porzingis. So. Yeah. You know, and I think last year I don't even think he played in the one that uh, that was that aired. So I mean, it's uh, I think this is definitely. I mean, if they only had five this year, I mean, I think that gets bumped up to what do you think, fifteen, twenty next year? Uh, oh, that's a lot. Uh, okay, I don't let, know. Let's about let's, that. let's go ten. Let's go ten. You think ten? I think ten's more Gold. realistic because I mean, you still have the Lakers and Golden State, so they're going to get all the time, and and the Rockets are probably going to get some time. And I guess if you know, heck. If the Knicks get Durant, they're going to get a lot of games just because everyone has an East Coast bias in the NBA. But 
Yeah, I think a Christmas Day game, one of not one of the primetime slots, but could be one of the late night games. I would assume probably a late night West Coast game, like against Portland or somebody, could could be on the slot there. I don't think they put them in the morning. I think they usually reserve those for the East Coast teams. So yeah, I think a Christmas Day game definitely. Uh, yeah, because it was kind of weird. They had two games to start this season, and they were both against. One was against the Hawks just because of Trey Young, and one was against the Suns just because of uh, DeAndre Ayton. And both those teams are garbage. The, the, like, no one wanted to watch those games. No. Like, no one. And, uh, but, yeah, I think 10 games is a realistic bet. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Luka Mania has taken over the league. Like, and especially if Porzingis comes back and is healthy. Like, who doesn't want to want to watch this team? Like, it, it, you know, it'll be fun again. Like, because they haven't been in a while. Sorry, right, so Doyle, you've been awesome, man. We definitely appreciate you coming on here um, and giving us a few minutes of your time um, on a crazy, crazy day. I'm sure being a Maz uh, media member. So oh, yeah. before we get you out of here, um, you have a bold prediction for how this uh, Luca Doncic, Christoph Porzingis stuff plays out. If you even see him play this year. Oh, if he plays this year, ooh. If he plays this year, I say the Mavericks go above 500 in the games that Porzingis plays. That's my boldest prediction for this season. Next season, playoffs. Love it. Playoffs. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Doyle, before we get you out of here, my man, uh, let's go ahead and give a chance. For, as always, shout out you know, the, your blog, shout out your Twitter account, any way Mavs fans and NBA fans in general can be in touch with you. Sure, of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Kobe Beef, all one word. Um, and I write for Mavs Moneyball and Forbes Sports Money. I tweet out the majority of my stories, so you can find them all there. Or just, you know, find me on the Google if you want to do that, too. Excellent. Doyle, as always, appreciate it. I look forward to having you back for uh, our season preview for the Mavs this, this offseason. Hey, great. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome.